0: freedom 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 over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome first of all welcome thank you for listening to unsolicited perspectives i am your host bruce anthony if this is your first time listening This is going to be an experience. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Dave Chappelle and his newest controversy kids getting bullied, and another crazy story with Bruce. But first, I want to take the time to say thank you. Seriously, thank you. We are getting downloads and subscriptions from all over the place. Uh, Spain, Turkey, Italy, uh, all throughout the U.S., Idaho. Okay, so maybe Idaho should come before Spain and Italy, but for real, Idaho. I don't even know anybody in Idaho, but they found us. And you guys are liking, subscribing, uh, commenting. Um, As somebody who started this on a whim and just tried to give it a shot, Uh, I humbly say thank you for listening I hope you continue to listen I always welcome good feedback and constructive criticism so help me make sure this show is getting better and better so that you guys get a fantastic experience each and every time that you tune in and listen in so from the bottom of my heart thank you So, there was an interesting story on Twitter. Excuse me. It was a TikTok that was on Twitter, but nevertheless, there was an interesting story. And it was about this woman's child being bullied in school. So, she decided to confront the bully's parents in order to get the bullying of her daughter stopped. Now, I don't have any kids. I'm at age now where. Unless I have stepkids, I'm not going to have kids. Not because I'm too old to have kids, because men are having kids older and older, but I'm too old to have my first kid. In other words, if I already had kids, and I decided at the age I'm at now to have another, I would have had that practice previously to be able to deal with the kid at my age. Well, I wasn't the same age, but you understand what I mean. I, I have an experience. I'm not about to try to experience that for the first time at the age I'm at now. So odds are I'm never going to have kids unless I have stepkids. But I would imagine that every parent wants to make sure that their kid is protected and safe. So what do you do when your kids are being bullied at school? Well, this woman decided to confront the bully's parents. So she goes to the house And she's talking to the bully and the bully's mother. And as the story goes, the bully's mother came out of her mouth wrong. So the woman decides to pop the mom in the mouth. That's right. The mother of the bullied child punched the mother of the bully in the mouth. And supposedly laid her out. The bullied mom, follow me here, looks at the kid and says, what do you think is going to happen to you when your own mother can't protect you from me? Don't let me hear you bullying my kid again. And oh, by the way, if you get your father, my daughter's father can fight, fight now. In the black community, when you repeat something like that, that puts extra emphasis on it. When you say somebody can fight. I mean they can fight. But when they can fight fight. That means that they've got. A, a extremely high. Win percentage. In the streets. Meaning that. That's not somebody to be trifled with. And the way the mom handled the situation. Where the bullied mom. Just lay out the bullies mom. It seemed like this bullied daughter. Come from two parents who can fight, fight. But the moral of the story is, or the question of the story, because I don't know what morally is the right answer. The question is, does she handle it the right way? I think confronting your child's bullies' parents is absolutely the thing to do. Rewind. Before all of that, I'm a strong believer. Once again, I'm coming from a a place of a person who doesn't have children. But I'm a strong believer of signing kids up early for a martial arts backslash self-defense class. Not to teach them how to fight in order to be violent people, but specifically to defend themselves. I think that's lacking in today's generation. I took martial arts. My dad taught me how to box. That boxing was passed down from generation from generation. From uncles to uh, cousins to fathers to sons. Like It has been passed down generation to generation. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I come from a family of people who got good hands. Now, I'm not saying I got good hands anymore. Back in the day, I had some good hands. But it's been a very, very long time since I've engaged in any hand-to-hand combat. We're going to say over 20 years. And the last time I did get in a fight, I was in a bar. I was surrounded by people. I was drunk. I was just swinging. So I don't know who I connected on. I I know I wasn't bruised up. But I can't say that I won the fight. But back to my original point, I think it's important for kids to learn how to defend themselves. Now, the question then becomes, was the mother right punching the other mother in the face when she came at her sideways? If you're trying to teach kids violence isn't the answer, then that's probably not the right way to go, but also you need to teach kids to stand up for themselves. And in that regard, I think she was right. Right, like if if you're going to reason with parents, and they're not looking to reason, well, it's time to handle up. Right, and if you can handle up, handle your business. Then it is what it is. But if you can't, you need to teach your kids stop bullying. Now, there's a reverse side to this. It was good that that mother, well, good. I don't know relative in this particular situation, but. That mother won in that particular situation. What if she didn't? What if you confront a parent and you go to put hands on that that parent and that parent whoops your ass in front of your kid? Like, okay, so I can only equate this to you know, I've had girlfriends and I've gotten in fights in front of girlfriends. And there's an extra bit of, I don't know, strength that comes along with the fact that your girl is sitting there watching so you don't want to embarrass yourself. So you're not going to lose this fight. You're going to win at all costs because you can't look your girl in the eye after getting your ass whipped. I would imagine that is the exact same thing with kids, right? Like, I've never seen my dad actually Throw hand hands, but I've seen him get into confrontations where that's about to happen, and I know my dad ain't no punk. However, what would I have thought of my father if all of a sudden he got beat? Right? I think Kevin Hart brings this up. Like, when his dad got beat up, you lose a little bit of respect. How are you going to discipline your child when your child seen you got beat? Right? So, it can easily go the other way. So, it goes back to my original question is this the right way to answer it? I guess in everything in life, it's always situational, right? So, I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Hit me up. Let me know what you would do as a parent in that particular situation. I think it is good to confront the parents. I actually might confront the parents one on one without the kids involved, just in case that parent was able whoop my ass. So Dave Chappelle stepped in it again. And I say again because he's been in controversy ever since his second to last stand up when he started ai I don't know if you want to say attacking but not respecting Not having empathy for the transgender community. This past Saturday, he did his monologue for SNL. And now the Anti-Defamation League is saying that his monologue was anti-Semitic. This is coming off of the heels of Kanye and Kyrie Irving. Kanye actually said something anti-Semitic. And has a history of saying things anti-Semitic. Kyrie Irving liked a uh, linked to a movie that had anti-Semitic rhetoric in it, and now Dave Chappelle is uh, being accused of having an anti-Semitic monologue. I, you know, I really I'm getting tired of talking about this particular issue, but. I feel like it's a important issue to talk about. Now, just like when he had the controversy with transgender people, I saw the point that Dave Chappelle was trying to make. He just missed the mark. and And, and every point that he's trying to make is, it's a comparison of tragedy right like hey just to let you know black people have had it bad here too and he doesn't want that history to go away and we kind of see throughout like governor Yunkin has just the governor of virginia is putting together legislation that's basically going to get rid of teaching martin luther king in elementary schools like the history of black people in this country is is trying to be erased and like anybody can see that, however just because your people have gone through tragedy doesn't mean that the next person hasn't had tragedy in his group. I'm not specifically only talking about Dave Chappelle because what's happening is Of the Jewish community is basically with Kyrie Irving and Dave Chappelle and Kanye wanting to put these people in their place for their anti Semitic either actions or comments or monologue. And I don't agree, definitely don't agree with what Kanye was saying. Don't agree with what Kyrie did. And I watched the stand up or the monologue with Dave Chappelle and yeah he said some jokes that I was that I cringed with right and he kind of does that he kind of goes for shock value he didn't he's always been that way actually he's always going for shock value but i have a jewish friend and i had a very interesting conversation with him uh, about all of this, and, and and I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him about the Dave Chappelle situation. I'm sure he's going to have uh, strong opinions about that. But he had very strong opinions about Kanye and Kyrie, and and I completely agree with him. You should have strong opinions about what they did, right? Like they were wrong. He also voted for Donald Trump. So let me let me explain to you why that's a contradiction. You're willing. To hold black people accountable for their anti Semitic actions when these people really have no real power. Like to say that Kanye, Dave Chappelle, and Kyrie Irving are now going to influence a bunch of black people to be anti Semitic, that's just, that's not true. What they did is wrong, and we're not a monolith, like my sister always says. What one person says can't be applied to the entire group. But you don't want to hold Donald Trump accountable for his anti-Semitic actions when he was the president of the United States? Maybe some of you guys don't remember. But you remember the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, five or six years ago, where white supremacists and neo-Nazis were chanting, the Jews will not replace us? And when he was president at this time, when Trump was asked about it, he said there are very fine people on both sides. Neo-Nazis and white supremacists are very fine people. And you voted for this person. But you want to make Kanye, Kyrie, and Dave Chappelle bend to your knee. You don't see the contradiction in that? You don't see how you want to hold one group of people more accountable than the other? And, 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 (laughs) and... I'm not attacking the Jewish community at all because I've had these arguments with black people here in the Washington, D.C. area about the Washington football team. They're called the commanders now, but before that time, they were called a very racist slur. And there were a lot of black people in this area that I had very strong debates with about how can you support that team? When it's a racial slur. You damn sure wouldn't support that team if it was a racial slur towards black people. Their argument and what's often the argument with all groups. Right? I'm not singling out Jewish people. I'm not singling out black people. I'm not singling out white people. And make no mistake about it. Some Jewish people live in white spaces and even consider themselves white. But you're not white. Nevertheless. Uh some of these black people will say, well, some of the Native Americans don't mind it. Oh, so you're gonna pick the select few in this particular group to piggyback off of what you want to believe just because you don't want your feel-good taken away. See, this is this is across the board. People will always make exceptions for themselves, hold other people more accountable, but not hold themselves accountable. Nobody ever wants to look in the mirror. They just want other people to have the mirror and their reflection shown back on them. And and it goes to a bigger issue with people simply having empathy for one another. I had a friend of mine who went on a semi rant the other day about how, you know, people are too sensitive and people get upset over words too much and, you know, people should be tougher. And, okay, if that's what you want to believe, I'm of the belief if somebody says something is offensive, it's offensive, especially if I'm not in that particular group with my Jewish friend. I caught myself because it wasn't in the Kanye or the Kyrie situation. It was just him saying, well, here are some examples of anti-Semitism. And then I'm debating with them. Well, no, I don't see that. No, I don't don't see that as being anti-Semitic. And then I stopped myself. I said, I'm sorry. Instead of listening, I'm talking over you and I'm not hearing what you're saying. Because I'm on the defensive. And he wasn't specifically attacking black people. He was just explaining. And I took offense to some of it. But how can I take offense to somebody else telling me what their pain is? Because I'll be damn sure that nobody is going to tell me. And there have been instances where they had and I had to check them. What I deem to be racist or not. No white person has the right to tell me what I think is racist. Because you're not black. You're not brown. You can't tell me. I can't tell a woman what she says is sexist or not. Or if I say something and a woman calls me out and says that's sexist, I can't tell her that it's not. I'm not a woman. If she finds it offensive, it's offensive. And it's about literally having empathy for what other people are going through, and their pain, their expression. Nobody's going to stop me from telling you when you want to say something isn't racist that it isn't racist. I'm going to call you out on it and I'm going to say it's racist. I had to check myself. Because when he told me something was anti-Semitic, I needed to shut the hell up and listen to him. Dave Chappelle should shut the hell up and listen to these people who are expressing their pain transgender people and jewish people and not trying to make a joke or a point that black people go through things too this isn't a whataboutism this isn't a let's compare trauma who had it worse let's just all agree black people and jewish people have had it bad native americans have had it bad every group of people has had a situation where it's been bad there's trauma that goes across generations for every group right So let's stop comparing trauma and respect what people are saying and have empathy for what people are saying. Because wouldn't you want that too? So, final segment, and we're here for another episode of Crazy Stories with Bruce. I got some feedback on the last crazy story, and I offhand mentioned the time I got punched on a date, and some people were like, yo, you need to tell that story, and I was going to hold the story for a while, but now that I think about it, it's not even the craziest date story that I have. I have more. Uh, most of the time, I forget them. My friends remind me of them, but I met this girl on the dating site, and we've been talking, I don't know, a couple of weeks maybe. And this is early 2019 because it was Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, I had just started the keto diet. So I was determined to not go to any Super Bowl parties because I was going to make my own keto snack because, you know, I'm trying to get in shape. But anybody that knows me knows that after I've been drinking, you suggest something, I'm pretty much up for it. So... The girl was texting me, and she was like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm just sitting at the crib watching the Super Bowl. She says, me and some of my homegirls are out at this bar watching the Super Bowl. Why don't you come out and join us? I was like, I haven't even showered. I got to get ready. She was like, come on out. We'll be here for a while. So once again, I've been drinking. So I decided, yeah, you know what? Let me go ahead and get out the house. I already ate. I'm just going to be drinking. So I get dressed. Get in the Uber. Head over there. Text her to let her know I'm I'm in the bar. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm here in the front. I'm a I'm upstairs. No, she says I'm upstairs. I'm gonna come downstairs to greet you. I was like, okay. When she comes downstairs, I recognize her face, but let's just say the pictures don't match what she looks like in person. And the very first thing that she says to me is. I hope you like thick girls. Now, I like all women. Do I have a physical preference? Yes, but I've dated every type of woman physically that you could think of, except for a little person and somebody that's missing limbs. But just about anything else, you know, I've dated, so I don't necessarily mind a thick girl. What I do mind is the fact that she knew That the pictures that were portrayed on the dating site was not her current physique. I'm pissed off, but you know what? I'm already here. I'm going to roll with it. So we go upstairs, and she introduces me to her friends. Bruh, every single one of her friends is a baddie. Like I'm sitting here like I chose the wrong one. I would holler at each and every one of her friends. So not only am I lied to about what she looks like, but also she's the worst one out of her crew. And for all you women out there, you absolutely know what I mean. Y'all all got that one friend that's the you know, that you know, the one that People would choose last to, you know, mingle with. But they're good people. They're good people. Good people. So anyway, I'm already agitated that she lied to me about her physical appearance. And the fact that all of her friends are bad as hell. But I'm here. I can have a good time with just about anybody. And I do. I'm mingling with her friends because I'm low-key trying to holler at them. But... I'm mingling with her friends. I'm I'm hanging out with her. It's a good time. The game is over. The bar, the upstairs bar is closing. I tell her, yeah, I want one more last drink. I'm going to go downstairs and order another drink while you close out your tab up here. She says, okay, cool. I'll meet you downstairs. I was like, bet. She was like, can you walk me back to my place? I was like, yeah, you know, it's late at night. We're in D.C. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk you back to your place. It's no big deal. Let me just... Gr- Grab this drink, finish that drink, and then, you know, I'll walk you back. No big deal. So I go downstairs and i order a drink. And it just so happens that there's a woman sitting by herself at the bar where I order my drink. Now, I'm not hollering at her. I'm curious because it's a Super Bowl Sunday and she's sitting at the bar by herself with a book. So she didn't come with anybody and she didn't come to watch the game. She came to the bar, a crazy rowdy bar, to have a drink and watch the game. Maybe just enjoy the ambiance. So I'm 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 just asking her because I'm curious and I'm like, you know, what are you reading? Like, why you came up here? And I honestly, it's been it was 2019 and we went through a whole pandemic and I don't remember what the hell happened a year ago. I can't remember what the conversation was, but we were just conversating. Out the corner of my eye, I see thickums. Now I know. I know that's a little offensive, but she called herself thick. And if she called herself thick, can I call her thick? Maybe I didn't have to put the ums at the end, but thickums, you know, like steakums, but thickums. I'm not going to call her that anymore. This, We'll just call her Miss Thick. So I see Miss Thick out the corner of my eye, and she's watching me. She's watching me as I'm talking to this girl. So I'm just curious to see how long she's going to stand there and watch me before she comes up to me. And it's a good five minutes. So finally, I'm fed up with it. And I look over at her and I wave my hands like, come on over, what are you doing? Uh, So I introduce the two women and just let her know. I'm not trying to holler. I'm still going to walk you home. I'm almost done with my drink. Somewhere in that conversation... With me and Miss Thick, it comes up I, how I'd gone to Boston. I'd gone to Boston the previous year to go see Janet Jackson in concert, which, by the way, I was seven rows back from the stage, and Janet looked directly at me, told me that she loved me, and that she knew that we were all supposed to be together. But that's a different story, and I'm not going to get into that. We focused on this crazy story with Bruce. So I was like, "Yeah, it was about a year and a half ago that I went to Boston," and she was like, "No, it wasn't," because I'm I'm telling her the the dates and the months. She's like, "No, it wasn't. It was two years ago," and I was like, "No, no, it wasn't. It, it it was a year and a half ago because it's like a year and a half is twelve months, and then half of that is eighteen months, and that leads us directly to where we're at right now. No, 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 no. It's two years. <laughs> no, Miss Thick." It's 18 months. It's not two years. No, you're wrong. And I say, Oh, that's okay. You don't need to know math. I guess my tone was a little assholish or snarky because out of nowhere, she cocks back, throws a punch at me. And I thank God earlier I said my dad taught me how to box. Thank God I rolled the punch and the punch hit me in my chest. And all I could do is look at her like, you just punched me in the middle of a crowded bar around all these people because you can't do math. Now, the girl that I was talking to that was reading a book literally grabs me by the arm and says, are you okay? And I look at her like, I'm fine. And then I look at Miss Thick and she says, you asshole. And then storms out. The girl that was reading the book, the woman that was reading the book, says, uh, like, how do you know her? And I'm like, well, technically, I guess this would be considered my first date with her and the last date. And she was like, Yeah, I think that should really be your last date. You should probably never talk to her again. I've never seen anything like that. And I said to her, I've never been a part of anything like that. It's a good thing I rolled the punch because I was messing with a heavyweight. She was in my weight class. She could have really hurt me if she connected to my chin. I might have been falling out in the middle of the bar. Who was going to help me when I was knocked out? Did anybody know my name? I came there to see her. She didn't have my full government name. They were going to rumble through my pockets to find out who this guy was to try and find an emergency contact because Miss Thick, who already lied to me about her dating profile, has sat there and knocked me out all because I said, you can't do math, which, by the way, she couldn't. Don't get mad at me because you don't know how to add. Don't get mad at me because you don't know how to divide and multiply. That's on you. Also, your friends was fine and you are not. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the crazy story with Bruce where I got punched on a date. Now, I've told this story before. Some people said I deserved it. Some people said that she's out of line. It's split down the middle. Give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. And let me know if you've heard of any other stories where somebody's been punched on a date. Or better yet, punched on a first date. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. I want to thank you again for listening to Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. You can subscribe, like, comment, donate. On our website, you can find us on Instagram at unsolicited underscore perspectives. Once again, thank you for listening. Appreciate all the feedback. And I hope this show is entertaining to you. Until next time, mahalo. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Please subscribe, like, comment, share, and donate. Donations help us keep giving you this free content each and every week until next time out of 5000. Peace. Freedom over fame freedom over fame the cycle stays the same freedom, freedom over fame